Welcome to the climb! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. This podcast exists because we're trying to get you to understand and to have awareness that you're going to need leverage more than talent. Sad as that is, you're going to need more leverage than talent to get into this music business and to make a living at it. And if you have both, Katie, bar the door, it's going to be a good year for you. But the leverage has to happen. Leverage means you've got a a track record. You've got a reputation. This is what we've already done. People are already responding to my songs. If I'm a songwriter, to my live shows, if I'm an artist, to my music, if I'm an artist, they, they love it. Uh, you don't need to love it. You can just look at the numbers. Hey, at this window. That's mm-hmm. That's what leverage is. That's why we called it the climb. C-L-I-M-B, creating leverage in the music business. That's the genius words for my good friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter. That's a back, called a Baxternum, if you're not aware. Mm-hmm. Brent's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Antebellum, Joe Nichols, and more. And Brent helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you can write like a pro, how you do business like a pro, and then he connects you with the pros. And in good form, because he's a word man, it makes sense. You can find Brent very easily at songwritingpro.com. Once again, songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. Daredevil has created over 25 national TV opportunities for their indie artists by making them discoverable. They've also created multiple tour opportunities and through the power of digital marketing data, they've attracted a number of investors for their artists. Investors like the numbers because numbers don't lie because numbers can't talk. You can find Johnny at daredevilproduction.com. That's production singular. No S and there is no S because there is no other Johnny D. Yellow. What's happening, brother? Man, just watching it kind of storming outside. So hopefully our, our internet connection stay up and uh, we can do this thing because we're not actually in the room together. But That's right. through the power of modern magic technology, it hopefully sounds like we are. So <laughs> That's right. So I'm looking at you. I know mm-hmm. that. I'm talking to you. I'm about to watch some pool toys go flying over our fence. I have a feeling. <laughs> All right. It's coming in there, huh? It's rolling. It's, it's blowing in kind of good right now. Anyway, oh so yeah. Well, today we're going to talk about how great bands can stop playing to empty rooms. It's a travesty, Johnny. It's a travesty. It's a sham. It's a mockery. It's a travesham mockery. It's a Travis Chimockery. That's right. When it sounds like, a, like, an Irish, uh, like an Irish country artist. Oh, it's a Travis Chimockery. <laughs> well, actually, it's a beer commercial from a few years ago, but whatever. It is? Oh, okay. yeah, oh yeah, it was a politician. He was like, it's a travesty, it's a sham, it's a Travis Chimockery. It's a Bud Light commercial or something. <laughs> well, right on. But before we do that, let's take care of a little business here. Um, the Climb Podcast is proud to partner with disc makers who've been supporting indie musicians like you before indie music was even a thing. When you're ready to make CDs, DVDs, vinyl, or distribute your music and videos with customized USBs, discmakers.com, which is spelled D-I-S-C, makers.com, is the only place you need to go. That's right. And while you're there, click on the Guides and Resources tab and download some of their excellent free guides. They just revised and expanded their home studio handbook, which has a ton of great advice and information for newbies and for studio veterans. You can find them online at www.discmakers.com or give them a call at 800-468-9353. If you want to hear that again, just hit that little 15-second back button on your player, and you'll hear it again. There you go. Uh, this hit me last time. I said, look, why am I repeating this? You got a back button. Hit that sucker. <laughs> Boom, 15 seconds. Get the number again. There you go. Exactly. I don't have to say it. 
I know <laughs> time explaining why I'm not saying it, then I would have just been saying it. So we got a new review as well, yeah? We do, we do. This one comes in from Mel K Music. Okay. So that kind of sounds familiar. Hopefully we haven't done this again before, but if we have, oh, whatever. It's such a good one. It's such a good one. It's, it's, it's a classic. It's a golden oldie. So this is a, love the podcast. It's a five-star review, a tasty five-star review. It says, I listened to my first podcast yesterday and really enjoyed it. Today I've listened to a few more and they've been super helpful. I really enjoy the song title challenges. It is really cool to see how Brent and Johnny dive into a songwriting session and the different ideas and paths they take with their ideas. They offer great tips and the climb community is great. I'm glad to be a part. Well, thank you, Mel K Music. We appreciate it and glad you're getting value from it. So you just keep on listening and we'll just keep on talking. That's right. And if you haven't joined the climb community, then take Mel's advice and join it. Get in there. It's, it's good. It's active. There's lots of stuff going on every single day. It's not a, a dead forum or right. group on Facebook or whatever. Subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you get all the episodes in order and you can consume them when you want. Make sure you leave a five-star rating and review like Ms. Mel K did. And at the very end here, share it. Tell people, hey, this thing's working for me. It's, it might work for you. Check it out. It's a great podcast. And, and that's the best way that you can help Brent and I out, right? Amen. We're coming babysit my kids so my wife and I can go on a date. <laughs> that's another way. That, there you go. That's yeah. right. <laughs> We're pretty desperate. We don't really care who watches our kids at this point. No freaking way, man. That's too many kids. <laughs> no, yeah, you're not prepared. <laughs> no, not. Be like Ransom or Red Chief. They will have you tied to a stake, dancing around, to hooping and hollering about to light a match. That's right. That's right. By the time we get back. <laughs> Remember that so, book, Ransom and Red Sheep? I haven't heard that in forever. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> so here's what I want to talk about. And I've got, um, we're going to talk about the problems. I want to talk about the solution that is getting in everybody's way. And it's becoming so painfully obvious to me. It's so painfully obvious. It You might not understand. You might not believe it. Like, there's no way this can be going on, right? There's no <laughs> right. way that this can be happening. With these smart people, Doing things that aren't smart anymore. It's actually predictably irrational behavior <laughs> of an industry, right? When you think about the music industry and where it came from and how it's always created its products and promoted its products, aka the artists and the music, it makes total sense. They've always done it on a broadcast platform. That's what they know. Mm -hmm. The people that are in power right now in the music industry are in power because they became masters of the game of how to find talent and then sell that on a broadcast platform. Right. What sucks, and this doesn't make, this is not a slight to these people in power right now at all, the market changed. Dramatic. The game has changed, as the kids like to say. They change in the game. Yeah, and so when that yeah. happens, oh, it's hard to adapt, especially when you're that high up because you got there for a certain reason, and now you can't go putting all your weight and your hopes and your future and your reputation and your job and your retirement and all that stuff on the line behind something that you don't really understand. Yeah. Because you'll screw it up. And that's just, com by the way, that's common sense. That's the smart move is to not make a move, right? Last night, I had, I'm friends with Adam Shainfeld. Like, he happens to be Tim McGraw's guitar player, killer musician, great I've guy. written with him before, and he's playing on some of my demos and stuff. And yeah, he's, he's legit. Yeah, he's yeah. legit. Legit. I think, isn't he the one, I think he did the guitar parts on the first Aldean record, too. I think that's him. Mm, possibly. That might have been a different crew, but I'm not sure. Okay. I thought, I think, I thought it might be him. Let's see. I don't think he co-wrote them. I think he played on them. Anyway, he's just a real sweetheart of a guy. And man, is he just sick, sick musician. Like just 
ungodly good, right? So he's got a rock project. It's another itch he wants to scratch. It's called Digital Brains. If you haven't checked him out, check him out. Digital Brains are killer, 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 killer. The band is phenomenal. They're a trio. I went and mm-hmm. saw him last night. It was a three bill thing that there was a touring band that came through, but it wasn't like a national tour. It was like an indie artist thing. Mm-hmm. And they're from Texas. They were called Black, gosh, I'm going to forget the name here. Black Heart Saints. That's the name of the band. Mm-hmm. Killer band. They're great. Like, great. Just really solid. I go and see Adam. We had talked before about maybe working with Daredevil and how to get this digital brains thing out. And Adam's mm-hmm. married to Katie Cook, who's a CMT on air personality. Yeah, on air personality. Yeah. yeah, she's always on the red carpet. She's got her own show there. And they also have a project, which is why I bring that up. I'm not name dropping. It's just they have the thing called Suncat, which is phenomenal, by the way. Katie's a great singer. Mm-hmm. And so Adam, her and Adam, you know, wrote and produced this project. And it's like really, I just remember how phenomenally interesting the guitar parts were. It wasn't kind <laughs> pop country stuff. It was like really super cool. I just remember like, man, that's, you just wasn't expecting that. I came to play that part when I saw him live. And we talked around, and you know what? They got a low budget for this stuff. I mean, you know, these guys got great jobs, but they're also jobs that are not promised t- tomorrow. They don't have contract. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, you never know what's going to happen. So they've got right. And this is just the reality of the situation. Okay? It's music business. Yeah. It's the music business. Yeah. So they didn't have the backing that they needed to, to work with me, but I rang their bell for sure. And mm-hmm. so I came back to Adam, this whole thing, I just want to kind of set up. Like I'm look, always looking for different angles for my artists. So I, I've got a, a Laura, a rock artist that I work with. We're getting ready to release her record and I'm trying to get some gigs for her. So hey, Adam, man, I just texted him like, Hey, what if I, what if we do a little tit for tat, a little quid pro quo, right? It's mm-hmm. no proviso. Like what if I, I know that we're going to do some digital marketing for Laura because they're on board with that. And mm-hmm. what if I get her to open for you on some of your digital brain shows and in return, I'll cook you into the ad mm-hmm. significantly yeah. so that I'm promoting both not only my artist, but you as well. And that's the exchange you get. You get me some shows. And, and he's like, yeah, let me check with the guys. I'll get you, some show. you get Laura some shows and I'll get you some butts in the seats. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So he's totally down, right? So, so I said, okay, well, one of the no, next shows please coming up. Don't make more people show up to my. <laughs> don't show. make more people show up, right? Yeah. So I go to show up last night at this gig. I didn't see the first band, so I just saw Adam's band, and then I saw the. I guess they were the headliner. Great bands, like killer bands. Fifteen people were there. That's a travesty. At the club, fifth maybe fifteen people. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, man, this is great. So afterwards, and, and by the way, let me just, just to give you an example of like how freaking good Digital Brains is. First of all, they brought their own sound guy because Adam, mm-hmm. he doesn't, he didn't play around. He right? messing like, around. <laughs> yeah, he, like he knows, he knows what to do. Okay. Yeah. And this guy's like, got like the best reputation in town for sound guys. They did not use the house guy at the club, but they're a trio. And I'm keeping in mind, I'm a producer. I'm a former artist. I, I played a million live shows. Like I get it. I know exactly how this works. Their vocals, and there's just two guys singing. The drummer doesn't sing. Mm-hmm. It's the bass player and Adam that are singing. Their vocals were so freaking good. So yeah. good. I'm staring at the drummer for, I caught myself. It must have been like 30 to 45 seconds. I'm like looking to see, are they running tracks? Yeah. But he doesn't have any cans on. He doesn't have any cans on. He's not, he doesn't have any in-ears. It, no, they're just, that's, them singing perfectly and blending perfectly mm-hmm. with the great sound guy, right? Yeah. That's phenomenal. And they did this killer cover of a Chris Cornell song as well. That was like really great. And man, so I was just, it just got me to thinking like, gosh, I, and I'm taking video of this whole thing so that mm. I got some content to use for 
the deal I'm going to make with him for the Allura thing. Well, here's the thing. Uh, the last episode, Brent, you and I were talking and we just kind of got into this a, a brief little thing on the side about business models, like understand the business model. We we're talking about song pluggers, independent song mm-hmm. pluggers and art. And you can't treat this like if, as if it's a lemonade stand. Like I'm going to go buy these lemonades. I'm going to buy this sugar and mix this up with the water. Mm-hmm. And once we sell this, we'll have some profit. And then we're going to go back and we're going to expand, right? Yeah. No not the way it works not and a lemonade stand business model different from a subscription-based business model for Mm -hmm. software or something like that right so i'm talking with adam after the show and i want to preface this point like i i respect this man so much like he's just such a solid dude you don't get to be tim mcgraw's guitar player because you're a bonehead you know what i mean (laughs) right yeah you got to be you You definitely don't get to keep that gig if you're a bonehead (laughs) that's right yeah i mean (laughs) tim don't mess around either like he knows exactly what has to happen to make his whole thing work yeah adam's a part of that for a really good reason okay yeah so professional heck of a musician yep great band everything everything is like oh yeah what's missing it's all right there so yeah what's missing that's what we're gonna talk mm-hmm. about so afterwards he comes up and we're talking and he came over and said, man you know katie and i you really rang our bell with that because they had me over for dinner at their house and mm-hmm. we just talked about what's happening with the new music industry all the stuff we talk about on the podcast and, and there's just the sweetest people on the face of the planet and they just you know what we don't have the budget to do this man. and that's a reality okay mm-hmm. yeah. they don't have a backer yet and you gotta have one you know you're gonna have to get to at some point you have to have it but the blueprint in his brain for how to get digital brains to the next level is the blueprint in the music industry. That's, that's the vacuum that daredevil production is filling right now. And it is, he just said, yeah, we're coming out with some new music. I can't remember if he told me it was an EP, if it's a new single that they're going to release, but new music is coming out Mm -hmm. and they budgeted for PR. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they're going to try to get it. They got this other person that they're going to bring on. That's it's it's like a tour service that he was telling me about. He's going to shoot me this information, but it's uh, they basically set you up. They don't take a commission or anything. It's a service though. So you pay them a retainer, mm-hmm. and and then they're going to get you into all these venues. And it's up to you to make the relationships with the venues. But this they're going to walk in, make a relationship with the venue, and the venue's going to freak. Okay, and. Mm-hmm. Because once they see them and right. if the marketing's there, it's going to be good. They're basically like a warm handoff to yeah. the bookers or people at the venues. Yeah. So the old business model is based on broadcast platforms. Mm-hmm. That's the old business model. The new business model. Which is like one to many. Correct. That's radio. Kind of that's TV. That's local magazine. Magazines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, that's been successful for decades and decades and decades. For centuries right? Mm-hmm. For magazines and ads and stuff, for advertising, any, the game has changed now though. And it's hard for people to come off that when you go with what you know, that's yeah. what you, I'm not indicting Adam, please don't I'm, I'm, like, this is Adam is indicative of the whole music industry, the highest, smartest people, the heads of labels, they're all in the same predicament. And it's called a paradigm shift in the music industry, in the market. So I want to talk about some case studies and then I'm going to create a solution for you on how, if you're this kind of a band, if you're this kind of an artist, and you're having some problems growing your audience, I'm going to come up and, and getting your music out there and getting heard. I'm going to come up with this. I got you a solution for you. It's far less expensive than the old model mm. that can help you get some butts and seats. If it's a live show that can help you stay on a tour, if you get an opportunity to open for a tour and it's going to help you get your new music out there and get it heard by people who are in, who already now know, like, and trust you as mm. opposed to, to the way the broadcast model used to work. With broadcast platforms, radio worked because there was so much frequency to it. 
right? That right. consumers didn't know they were getting pummeled with brand new music until they did. And they didn't have anywhere else to go. And they didn't have anywhere else to go, but now they do, so the game has changed. But I got to thinking about with Adam, so on a PR, we work with some of the best PR companies in town. When you go down that road, you're talking about a price range of somewhere between 1750 bucks to 2500 bucks a month on retainer mm-hmm. for the PR agency, and usually is a minimum probably six months, okay. to, let's say for a single, okay? Mm-hmm. So their job, what's their job? Their job is to go get you into publications, get you into different magazines, different blogs, different, you know, maybe like local news, TV shows. We have tons of our artists on the, the noon show at Kalamazoo's Wake Up America morning show or whatever. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the local stuff, right? Yeah. And then hopefully, hey, yeah, we're playing in town tonight. Come on out and people see it. And that's, that's, that's the way that gig works. And right. there's lots of high-level publications like Rolling Stone, for instance, or mm-hmm. Rolling Stone Country. And then there's like a billion low-end publications that have audiences. They're just different sizes. And their job is to get you in there and get an article happening. But I want to discuss how this works for a second because the business model is that that's what Adam knows because that's what Adam's in, right? Right. With Kim McGraw. It's a major label business model. It requires a boatload of money. Mm Mm-hmm. Because let's say I'm expecting that the PR people that he's going to hire are going to be good. They're going to do everything they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So he gets a few articles. Yeah. Right. People are going to read about it. that makes him feel like he's legit. Right. Mm-hmm. That's good. Get your music. You got a review. Maybe he gets in pitchfork or something or yeah. you know, some big, big and maybe you get to share that review on your socials and for some yeah. cred. Certainly adds legitimacy without a doubt. And if you've got a budget to do all that, man, it's all works together. Right. Mm-hmm. But if we've got to pick and choose because we're an indie artist Adam's an indie artist like with yeah. digital brains. So we've got to pick and choose how we spend our dollars. What happens when, when it's over? It's over. Yeah. How do you build from that? Oh, you got to get another article, right? Yeah. Right. You, you got to have or another on TV or on radio. You got another, you got to follow a broadcast with broadcast, right? Cause that's how that keeps going. That's it. Yeah. And it costs money. Oh yeah. Right. It costs money. P1 radio campaign is going to be $500,000. Yeah. That's primary reminding the people that heard you the first time yeah. and then grab new earballs. Saying in the music industry, I've heard a million rock stars say that you're only as good as your last single. Yeah. Makes sense, right? Yeah. But because well, in the broadcast, later, forget about you. I got new stuff going, coming yeah. in. Yeah. Yes. 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 Fire yes. hydrant. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So do you see the problem here? Like all of a sudden the light turns off, the PR contract's done. You're not getting that anymore. Now where, like who saw it? Mm -hmm. You don't know. I don't know. Who, who read it and hated it? No idea. Who read it and kind of liked it? No idea. Who read it and fell in love with it? No, no idea. And they're streaming you now. Like you can see those numbers go up on Spotify, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But who are those people? Oh. Yeah, who are they? Like, how can, you, how can you reach them again? The only way you're going to reach them again is with another big, fat, stinky budget. And you're yeah. hoping that person that wandered across Pitchfork or whatever does again on that day. Or connected with you on your socials. And then even if they connected with you on your socials, by the way, like if it's Facebook, only 2% of them are going to see the you crap you your post. Anyway, so, yeah. right. They're not interacting with you enough to trigger the algorithm to put you into the like preferred senders list. Yeah. I'm how going do I, back. And how do I get them to interact with me if they're not on the preferred senders list and how they get on the preferred senders list if they're not interacting with me? Exactly. Right. So if yeah. that's, if that's the plan, it's, do you see how it doesn't work necessarily? Very inefficient. I'd say very it's inefficient. 
Yes. And it was extremely powerful, though. As inefficient mm-hmm. as it was, it was extremely powerful when all anybody had to do was listen to radio or the choices were for music were listen to what you owned or listen to the radio. Right. But there are also very few people that were in that position of exercising that power and flexing that muscle, right? There are only few people on the label getting a push. Exactly. Exactly. So, and there's yeah. only 12 songs an hour they play on the radio. Radio is mathematically restrictive. Right. That before your brand new single comes on, if you're the next Guns N' Roses and everybody in the industry knows it and all the checks have been written and the palms have been greased and everybody's bowing down at your feet, they're so excited, you're the next big thing, you're not going to get on a playlist on, a, on any radio station before this one thing in the law of physics has to happen. Somebody Somebody's else got to come off. Somebody's got to come off. Yeah. yeah. Only somebody right? sits on the bus. That's right. So let's take a big star like Luke Bryan. Six number ones, right? Mm-hmm. And so a, another sort of testament to the inefficiency of it. Six number ones, n- never been done in the history of the genre of country music uh, off of one record. Six number ones off of one record. That's crazy, yeah. Okay? People love Luke Bryan, right? Boat, boatloads of them. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of Luke Bryan fans. A lot of love. There. A lot of love. But the people that hate Luke Bryan, like they don't like Luke Bryan. They're passionate about it, right? They, mm-hmm. They're just as fervently passionate. They think he's the devil. And, and yoga country. pants. They think he's yeah. the devil in yoga pants and Crocs. That's right. So when you spend $500,000 as a major label record company to get to push a, the next Luke Bryan P1 radio single, now this doesn't matter so much for Luke Bryan, but just think about the inefficiencies of it. I'm using this to describe the reality of the situation you're paying $500,000 to get that song in front of eyeballs of people that don't like them too. Yeah. But yeah, it's so there's another inefficiency, right? It's the same price. If you make a mistake, it's the wrong single. That's happened a lot. Yeah. Ruined a lot of careers. Wrong single. It just didn't connect with it. Same price. Yeah. It just doesn't chart. Nobody cares. Same right. price. You want to try it again? Another $500,000. Yeah. <laughs> right? So that's an expensive arm to pull on that slot machine. That's right. So you're indie artists, right? You're an indie artist. So just extrapolate that down. Secondary radio. You can get a secondary radio push for somewhere between 75. These are secondary markets. This isn't Nashville. It's like Bowling Green, right? There's yeah, a smaller, smaller town, market. smaller markets. Yeah. And so- Ugly people, just not as many of them. That's right. That's right. Are you going to spend anywhere between to, to get a, a reputable pr- promo on that between 7,500 bucks and 20 grand a, a single mm-hmm. to get that? And then again, like with the radio though, you play the song, who heard it? I don't know. Who liked it? I don't know. Who didn't like it? I don't know, but it's all on them to come find me after that. Yes. Right. There's no control there. And good right? thing it's those very- people don't have anything else going on. So they can take the time to come find me, even if the DJ doesn't say my name, and they can come find me and follow me and stalk me. Good thing. Whew. So here's the solution. Guys, digital marketing creates leverage. It's really the place that you want to start as an indie artist with a small budget. Mm-hmm. If, if you do it any differently, it's, it's, you're, you're trying to adhere, understandably to the old blueprint because that's what you know and that's the way mm. you were marketed to. And it feels but I want to give you some examples of how this, how digital marketing creates leverage, how we've actually done, these are real case studies and things that we have done 
okay, that have changed these artists' lives for sure. When we talked before, I'll just bring it back up again about Jacob Cade doing the one-off down in Scottsdale. Mm-hmm. This is an artist we have, a rock artist we have from Denver. We, he's never been to Scottsdale. We were doing radio for him on Active Rock Radio and was not getting spun in Scottsdale. So he's a ghost in the market. He's never been down there, but we're opening up for this 80s band called Dokken. They've got a following. Now, mm-hmm. think about what is Dokken doing? How are they promoting this show? Probably radio ads. Yep. Um, I don't know. Ad in the paper. I don't know. Old local school. rag. Yeah, the local yeah. rag down there. Like we have the Nashville scene up here, but he's got their mm-hmm. local rag. So they're in that. I'm certain that the club that they're playing at, which is a significant sized club, I think like 1,200 seats or something, they put, mm-hmm. they put it on their Facebook page. Right? Yeah. But of course, anybody on their Facebook page, you know, who saw it, right? Right, yeah. He's also opening for the opener. He's going on at 8 o'clock. Then the support act goes on. Then the headliner goes on. Mm-hmm. So we spent $200 in marketing, put together a really clever ad that we had, that we used. It just worked for this particular artist. Every, every artist is different. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, 400 people came out and saw that kid play at 8 o'clock at 8 p.m. Club owner. Now, uh, so tickets were 60 bucks. Okay? And you spent 50, 50 cents a person those 400 yeah. people, right? How about that? I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's actually genius. I'm stealing that. <laughs> but tickets 400 are, people, is that right? Yeah. Tickets are oh. 60 bucks. I know that if somebody sees like this cool ad, this cool woman ad come in their Instagram or in their Facebook feed from something that looks really compelling, that's not going to be enough to convince them to spend $60 and go see this kid play. So we weren't going to sell tickets, right? Mm. So the spin on the ad was, hey, Eva, we just tried to target people that probably – would have potentially already purchased a docking ticket. Mm-hmm. Hey, just come early. That's yeah. what we're telling. Hey, just come early. Don't miss this. You already got the ticket. Don't yeah. look at how cool this is. Make a bigger night of it. I hear back from, from mom. It's like, oh my God, we just got done with a set. Like 400 people showed up. We sold $200 worth of merch, which replaced the ad buy that there they you had. Go. And the club owner came out and was freaking out because he knows the travel habits of the club. And he's like, I mm-hmm. can't believe you did that. Like, how did you do that? I know you're not on the radio. I know that you've never been here before. How did you get 400 people to come out and care about you? Like daredevil. Exactly, right? The, the plan that I had laid out, let's get to people that are probably already bought a ticket. Everything worked, right? Mm-hmm. Brilliant. But then here's the key to you guys, the, the, the really, really good bands out there. The management from the headliner called and offered our artists the rest of the tour. Mm-hmm. Why? That means that we did sell tickets. We didn't sell tickets to see our artist. He doesn't have that big of a brand name yet. Yeah. What we did was outwork them with the new business model versus the old business model. We had a much more efficient, much more effective way of getting the word out that the headliner was in town. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we you sold the headliner t- in the ad, like opening for docking. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So we sold tickets. We put butts in seats one of two ways. Either we touched people that were initially touched once because they heard the radio ad or they saw the local rag mm-hmm. and they thought about it and then they forgot about it. And so we touched them again. Like, oh yeah, this is awesome. We got to go. And look at this is cherry on top. Here's the kid. Or hello, Pantheon podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good. Well, now is the time to check them out. 
because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Two, they never heard about it. Yeah. Dawkins in town. What? I love those guys. Let's go. This guy's opening. Let's get there at eight. That's what happened. That's exactly yeah. what happened for 200 bucks. Right now they have us, me on retainer. There's, there's my fee too, but that's that. Some other ideas of how does it create leverage? How could you do this to, let's say, sustain a tour opportunity? You're that, you're that level. You're getting some tour opportunities. You're going to get that and you're going to sustain it a little bit longer. That's, that's what happened with Taylor Swift. You could argue that on Taylor Swift's first tour, that was a very, what's the word I want to use, kingpin moment or, or clutch moment that extended the tour that she was on long enough for her to sell enough, barely sell enough records to get onto the CMAs, which was the night she became a star. Yeah. When she sang Tim McGraw to Tim McGraw. Okay. But because that's all based on record sales. Like you got to have a certain amount of record sales to appear on the show. Yeah. But how did she do that? She went in and she, now she was doing something different at the time. A digital social media wasn't as big as it is now. Mm. So she wasn't doing digital marketing, but she went to Jackson, Tom Jackson, and her merch sales went up by 600% because she learned how to create moments in a live show and the craft of doing that. And then she was on a favor from Brad, Paisley, she's on tour with Brad Paisley, and the management's looking at them selling fourteen thousand dollars a merchant night and going, like, okay, she's putting butts in seats. That's the right. One. These must be her people. I don't think that she was doing that, that much. I mean, and I say that because Rick Barker will tell you that Taylor Swift went platinum before they went top forty. Yeah, on the first single. How the frick does that happen? <laughs> right, because because she was on tour. And getting the art and the artist in front of new eyeballs and making it happen. But she was creating those moments. Then they're going to get a t-shirt. Now they're not going to forget about her. But they said, oh, we think you're putting butts in seats. So the, the two-week favor that was owed to Scott Pachetta that they fulfilled became a much longer tour. Because all of a sudden, she's bringing value to their um, business. The, the favor switched on them. Yeah. See? And that was the power of a different way of marketing, okay? And so now any artist can do this with digital. So I'm going to give you three different examples here, three different case studies of stuff that we've done. You can use this for marketing a single. Mm-hmm. You can use to get a, a new single out there, a new EP that you're going to release for new music. You can use this for a, a tour opportunity that you may have. Let's say that you're not in the position yet to get on a tour opportunity. We've been, I mean, we've been talking with a metal band right now that's opening up for Scott Stapp from Creed. Cool. Um, I think we're going to get the second leg up, the second leg of it. We we almost got the first leg, but it's a is little bit. Is that the leg. leg that's standing on the amp? 
or the legacy <laughs> stage for Scott. Stapp. But they're very, listen, I'm telling you right now, here's the, here's the vacuum. Mm-hmm. The headliners that are in the position to headline and put butts in seats right now are working with old school people that are using the old school broadcast methods, right? Yeah. That's your advantage if you use a new method, a new business model, the model that works now, which is digital. The venues are all doing it the same way. Like the, the manager of the metal band that we're doing is like, man, I'm involved with two other venues. Can you help us out with that too? I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just making sure that the people know in that area that, the, that this artist is coming to town. Yeah. What better way to do it than put it right in their feet, yeah. right? And this is an artist that already has a brand name. That's who the venues are booking. Right, mm-hmm. and we can go target them to people that we know already like that artist. <laughs> right. Oh my God! I mean, it's sophisticated, but it, the, the mentally, it's easy, right? But yeah, you know how to do that. So it's simple, uh, but not easy. But yeah. And so for for live show marketing on a show that you have just in your area, this is a fantastic way to do that. I'm going to give some real numbers of each of these. Okay, so Rock and Pot Expo, uh, the third Rock and Pot Expo is coming up this August. Mm-hmm. That's I think twenty different rock and roll podcasts that have a combined total of 17 million downloads. It's this incredible opportunity for indie rock artists to go for $20 entry fee. I think you get to go and hang with Dave Elveson from Megadeth with, gosh, who else is there? One of the dudes from Kicks, Jason Byler from Saigon Kick. Like there's a bunch of rock stars that are going to be there. You get to hang, like not just meet them and maybe get your picture and all, but hang out with them, talk with them. Like it's a small enough event that all that still happens, right? Yeah. There's relationships that you get to go around and say hello to 20 different podcasts who love to talk to indie artists like you and help you get the art and the art in front of new eyeballs. They've got yeah. audiences. You can get in front of them and it doesn't cost anything. Holy crap. Right. Amazing. Uh-huh. They, they also do like cosplay stuff. Like people come dressed up like Kiss and they look uh-huh. spot on or they come with makeup. And so, so it's a, like a Comic-Con kind of thing too. And there's old vinyl there and there's all these different draws to it. So I'm, I'm having the same conversation you and I are having right now that I'm having with you folks that are listening to this podcast with the guy who, who invented this with Chris. And I said, dude, like, let me help you out with some digital marketing stuff. And he's like, okay. So we put together an ad. So that's, and that ad's running right now as we speak. And so first year that he did this two years ago, I think maybe 150 people showed up. It was real small. Then this, the next year he did it, like 400 people showed up. So more than doubled. And now this year they're out of this like little club that they were doing it in and they're into like a full on hotel, the Sheridan, out, I don't know, the Marriott, excuse me, out by um, the airport in Nashville. <laughs> so it's like a bigger deal now. Okay. They got a little bit bigger stars and a little bit bigger overhead and they've yeah. got rooms blocked off. You can get like killer discounts for the, for this podcast, uh, the rock and pot expo. So they've spent so far $65 and 48 cents okay. on, on the ad buy. Okay. Yeah. And the, the package that I put together for Chris is similar to what I'm going to offer here at the end of this podcast. 2,292 people have seen our ad mm-hmm. 25% of the way through for 65 bucks. Mm-hmm. 520 people have seen it 50% of the way through. 205 people have seen it 75% of the way through. And 153 people have seen the whole ad. The whole thing is a one and a half minute ad. Okay. 5,174 people have seen it for 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. So they've seen the logo. They've seen who's going to be there attached to the logo, right? It's yeah. been branded. It's there. Now, maybe they're not aware of it. Maybe they can't remember, but it's in there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that works, right? That, that's, that's part of it. Part it's of it, yeah. $65. Okay. Here's a local example. We work with this incredible group called the Mickeys. They're twins. 
out of Michigan, out of Kalamazoo, Michigan, just incredible singers, incredible harmonies. And they have this, they've, I mean, I'm so proud of them artistically because they were doing this kind of folk thing for mm-hmm. like the longest time, this like hippie finger snapping folk thing that just, it wasn't resonating, I don't think. And then one of the twins is married to the guitar player in the band, and they just decided to switch it up and add like a nasty guitar sound. Mm-hmm. Their, their vocals are just so crystalline and so pure and so beautiful. Mm-hmm. That just creates this super sweet and salty thing. Yeah. And they got one song out now, and that's catching. Like people are freaking out about the song. Guys, it's all of a sudden now you haven't heard it before, and it's like yeah. really, it's a little more energy. It's way cooler. So they came to us for brand. Now they've been through the country music car wash, right? With and they're more Americana than country, to be honest. But they've had PR, they've had radio, done multiple radio singles, they've done you know blah 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 blah. But still indie, right? So we've done four different ads for them to date that are digital marketing ads. Mm-hmm. Three of them were around a, a festival show that they had that mm-hmm. was regional. And then one of them was just for a live cover that they did. Real raw, like one shot front to back. They sang the fire out of it, performed the fire out of it, made it sound like a blonde in their record. So here's the results from that. They spent so far $235.19 on marketing. So for all four ads combined? Yeah, all four ad- these are all four ads combined. 4,553 people have seen that ad, one of those videos, 25% of the way through. 1,767 people have seen 50% of the video. 1,065 people have seen it 75% of the way through. And 821 people have seen 100% of the video. And the 10-second watch, 8,639 people have seen. And these are regionally targeted. This isn't worldwide. This isn't nationwide. Mm -hmm. This is southwestern Michigan. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, 8,639 people are, have now seen the Mickeys like for 10 mm. seconds. And they get to go back and touch on them again, mm-hmm. right? So if I was doing a, a single package, like what I would do for, what I would suggest to Adam would be, you guys go in and just do, let's, let's just set up a quick shoot. And you guys pick like two songs that are way out of your lane artistically and make them your own. Yeah. And then let's push that out. And then the second cover song that we push out, meaning we're going to pay to get it in front of new eyeballs. The second one that we do, we'll reach a bunch of brand new eyeballs like we did with the first one. But also we're going to hit the people because we know who watched it for I'm, these numbers that I'm giving you, who saw it for 25% of the way through, who saw it for 50% mm-hmm. of the way through. These are accounts we can touch again. These okay, exact so you can say, hey, I want to go back to people who saw it 100% of the way, or I want to see it. I want to send it back to people or a new ad. I want to send to people who watched the last one 50% or more. Yes. You yes. can do that. Yes. Cool. And you know how when you shop on Amazon and you just you don't buy something, what happens next? It shows up everywhere. It's everywhere, right? It's like in your Facebook. It's in your email. It's like you go to CNN, every single website you go to, whatever you visit, it's there, there, there. It's like fatal attraction. Yeah. I got to visit you one time and now you follow me everywhere. (laughs) I blow up in my life. Yeah. So that's called a cookie, okay? Mm -hmm. And Facebook has their version of a cookie. It's called a pixel. Well, Mm -hmm. with our clients, we install a pixel on their site Mm -hmm. so that anybody that maybe somebody sees it for 10 seconds and they go visit the website. Mm -hmm. Now we can target them. Yeah. Because we know who visited the website. Yeah, you can target them on social, on, on Facebook. You can't, yeah. you don't know their email address or anything weird exactly. like that, but you can go back through the channel. I can get in front of can. their eyeballs again and they already now know who we are. We're not strangers anymore. 
Right. We're not just out of the blue. Hey, check us out. Download right. our new single. Who the hell are you? No, yeah. no, I've seen these guys before. What do I know these guys? Maybe they don't even remember knowing you. Oh my gosh. Or someone some- sent me a DM on Instagram, I believe. I wonder if I still have it here. I have it here. It's, it's a thought of you. And I thought I need to send them to you, Johnny. Let me see if it, if it pulls up here. Cause this was just sad. It hurt. It hurt my heart. <laughs> no, I think I got rid of it, but it was like a DM. And the person was like, Hey, here's this group I work with. Check it out kind of thing. And what it was, was like the, the view, like the little snapshot kind of thing that you send a link and it, it pops up a little preview picture, you know, some sort mm-hmm. of something off your page, you know, picture off your page, whatever. This one was the support us with PayPal graphic that popped up oh. right over the artist's name. I was like, oh, digital panhandling. I don't even know you. And, and I'm sure that's not what they meant to come through, but that's what came through. That's what came- so my first impression, even much, much bigger than the artist's name was show support PayPal. <laughs> you already asked me to- so ridiculous, right? So imagine, right. imagine a band that the level of Adam Shanfield's digital brands, right? Like you get that first cover that goes out and people are like, wow, this is crazy. I know this song. I love this song, but these guys are just effing it up. Like in yeah. a killer way, right? In the best yeah. way possible. Another one comes out and you see a second one mm-hmm. because I've targeted you specifically. Yeah. Because I know you like the first one because you watched it through. Now, oh, wonder what they do with this song. You're going to watch that. Oh yeah. my God. Like they're great. Yeah. You guys are great. What's the third thing I'm going to push up? The new single. Yeah. Go check us out on Spotify. Or all of a sudden that works because it's not cold. It's not a cold audience. It's, it's a warm audience or even a hot audience. Yeah. They're, they know who you are. They know and like you already. And now we're going to do something different. Maybe get a free download in exchange for the email. Maybe mm-hmm. push them to Spotify because we want those numbers to get up so that we look better for booking agents and the industry, right? Mm-hmm. There's different ways that we can play this game intelligently. So to give you an idea of what happens when something really kind of catches on too, here's a little bit bigger budget. This is a political account. That's a corporate thing that I'm doing, but it's, it's a political, it's a program that they're trying to bring awareness to in the government. So, mm-hmm. it, and really it's not necessarily like right wing or left wing because both wings in the government, the reason they're trying to bring awareness to this, both wings of the government are kind of screwing the pooch on this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a bipartisan fail. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they've spent $886 total on Facebook advertising on Mm -hmm. on the the ad, what we call the ad buy. Okay. That's what they're, that's what they've sent to Facebook because Facebook charged them to put this ad in front of new eyeballs. Okay. 37,539 people, 37,539 people have seen their ads 25% of the way through. Mm -hmm. 21,000 people have seen it 50% of the way through. 11,075% of the way through. Almost 10,000 have seen it 100% of the way through. Hmm. 10 second views, there's 75,000 people. Wow. Have seen that, their brand, and what they're trying to talk about, at least 10 seconds, and are familiar mm-hmm. now, to, in some way, with, with the their issue. brand. Yeah. So the package I want to put together, let's take a look, let's go back to like the old way of doing it, okay? And this is for you know mid-level artists here. For Adam to go and take on, at the very least, to take on a, a PR company, try to push the single and get a couple articles out of it, okay? Mm-hmm. He's going to, and by the way, you're, you're trying to break an artist with brand new artists. You're not, even if you got the cover of Rolling Stone as a brand new artist, I mean, that's something you're going to put on your wall, right? And frame and oh, for sure. yeah. forget about it, right? But that's not going to turn you into Taylor Swift. No. People are going to forget you. Who's on last month's Rolling Stone? I don't know. No idea. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, it's not enough people. You have to be able to continue to build these relationships. So the best possible outcome, the cover of Rolling Stone does not launch your career. Mm. It helps. It's a piece of it, a little bitty piece of it, but it doesn't launch your career. You got to create relationships here. So if you can get something, let's say for 1750 bucks a month, cause he's got friends and maybe he can get a deal or something like that for six months, it's $10,500 just in PR per year. Right. For, no, it'd be like for six months. Six months, sorry. Okay. okay. So that's what he's paying to get in front of, by my estimation, to get in, at the least, to get in front of a bunch of new eyeballs because you have to get the art and the artist in front of new eyeballs. People need to learn about digital brains, right? Mm-hmm. People need to learn about you as an artist that is listening to my voice right now. The more people that you, when you post stuff on your social media, those people already know you. Mm-hmm. Right. They're so that's following. not getting the art and the artist in front of new eyeballs. That's feeding stuff to people who already know who you are. Mm-hmm. 10,500 bucks and you don't know who saw it. You don't know who, maybe he gets the cover of Rolling Stone out of that, which isn't going to happen, but let's just say right. it does because he's a brand new, Digital Brains is a, is a brand new brand name. Okay, mm-hmm. it's new. You don't know how to follow up to people who saw it, people who liked right. it. Like the only way to continue to build that fire, to add gasoline to the fire is to pay again yeah. and go and do more broadcast type advertising, right? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I mean, another radio single or... Bobo, you got to, it's got to stay out there and stay out there and stay out there and stay out there and be, and they got to be inundated with it. Whereas you can do it a different way. This is the shift in the marketplace by creating relationships through their social media, using paid advertising to get in front of new people that are not on your list, right? That are not following you already on Instagram. So we put together a package at Daredevil for that we think would be really, really compelling. So designed to get the art and the artist in front of new people. So $2,500, that's the package, mm-hmm. All right? It's $1,000 that we're going to charge you to create an ad for, let's say you're going to do a single. We're going to create an ad for your single, mm-hmm. okay? Let's say you're going to do a live show. Like, hey, Johnny, we got this live show coming up. We want to try this and, and build awareness in our market, in our region, so that we can up our game in our region, get more people at our shows, mm-hmm. okay? We can create an ad that's how that we can make it so that ad can be used again and again. It can be evergreen for you. Yeah. Okay. So the only thing you have to change is like the location of the venue all right, mm-hmm. and the date, of course. We're going to create the ad for that. Normally there's a setup fee for this, which is by the way, different when you come on board with Daredevil, there's a setup fee, the social media thing that's different than the setup fee for a digital marketing thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Different setup fee. We waive the social media fee, which is normally like a thousand bucks. Okay. Mm-hmm. And just because I just want people to see, I just want people to say like, try this out and watch what happens. Because what was the, before we were talking about this brand, you compared this to. Huh. Yeah, you said when the, when the lights go off, the bugs scatter. You know, the bugs are your potential audience members or your potential fans. And so like you get an article in some online magazine or some hometown newspaper, or whatever, and the light comes on, right? And bugs yep. are attracted to the light. And then the light goes off because it's the next issue comes out or whatever, and it's gone and the bugs scatter. Yep. Well, what you want to do is with digital marketing, you can make a fly strip. And so that yeah. hangs there. And so when they, when they gather yeah. to it, it's sticky and they stay. Yeah. And then you can show it to them again. You can show it to them again because they're not, they're not going anywhere. Or at least if they do, we can follow them and we can show That's up right. where they are. That's and right. So it's, it's a lot more sticky than just a light bulb when they scatter. So the $2,500 package includes... $1,500 for ad buys. So these numbers that I've been shouting out to you, 5,174 people for $65. Mm-hmm. 
8,639 people for $235 on a local regional band. And it was 75,000 people for $886. And I'm saying in this package here, we're going to lot $1,500 for Facebook ad buys. And by the way, we don't middle that. That's not you relying on us to make that happen. Like, well, that's the limit on the ad campaign. You'll pay that to Facebook. So you're really mm-hmm. only giving me a grand yeah. and, and Facebook 1500. How many, how can you grow? How much could you grow your audience? Like how many more people are going to show up to your show? How many more people can hear your new single or go to Spotify when there's something compelling that's put together? It's about, first of all, understanding how the digital marketing thing works and how, and how to make that happen, but also how to put that ad together that's going to translate on digital. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you an example. The headliner that last night that was playing after Adam was a Texas band. I told you they were called Black, Black Heart Saints. Saints. Yeah. Yeah. So check them out. They're, I mean, really, really good. Freaking drummers to the monster, dude. Like, he was mm-hmm. so enjoyable to watch. He's a big, <laughs> he's a big boy, but yeah. just, just cool as hell, man. I just love watching. They had a brilliant idea, a brilliant idea on their merch table. They've got a screen up and they're running a loop. So they opened up for Steel Panther which is mm-hmm. pretty much a guaranteed sold out crowd in a big venue. So what a great opportunity to get killer footage of you blowing away this audience, right? Doing your thing and making people freak out. That's what we yeah. did with Jacob Cade. That was the ad. Most of the ad from Jacob Cade, all of the ad for Jacob Cade that did all that stuff with Doc and down in Scottsdale was taken from two shows. One was opening up for Steel Panther, sold out 3,600 people to Fillmore in Denver. And another was a sold out show opening up for a band in Spokane. I don't remember the name of the band, but it, so just two venues sold out, sea of faces. Mm-hmm. And that's social proof. Right. That, wow. Okay. I like this, but all these other people like it too. So it's okay for me to like it. Clearly. Right. I'm not the first one to like it. So these guys, same thing. But man, all the shots were of them, like from the front row, looking up at the band on the stage. So you know it's a sold out show because you saw the Steel Panther banner or whatever behind them. Yeah. But other than that, there's not much evidence that it's a sold out show. 95% of the footage on that loop, when it was a healthy sized loop, was them on stage and only them. Some of it was so, from the side stage, side of the stage, which is going to be a bigger stage, right? When, mm-hmm. you know, a venue of 3,500 people, it's going to be a bigger stage. But yet the person who took the shot just needed to just pan, like it was from stage left, right? So they just need yeah. to pan a little bit to the left huh. and get like the first 10 rows of people freaking out over the band. They didn't. Yeah. They're just focusing on the band because that's the way you would see it on MTV. Right. So basically the loop they had was just what people just saw in the venue that night, but where yeah. they could have showed. Yeah, I get that. I just saw And there was that. like, there was like a couple shots where it was, but it was just the audience, right? Like you could have clipped that in. <laughs> Stock footage. Yeah. Somewhere else. Yeah. I know that was the audience. I'm not, they didn't do that. Okay. Yeah. But the missed opportunity was like, they didn't understand how to put it together to right. show the band in front of the audience and the audience. Yeah. Freaking out. Cause yeah, really, I mean, I had- the context most people have it. Like you didn't know who they were before. Right. That's right. So they were new eyeballs for you or your new eyeballs for them, but you're tuned in to, you know, what's up, but you're like, okay, still Panther. That's going to be a sold out show. So yeah, I believe that's that audience. But mainly I'm just seeing the band do exactly what I just saw the band do in front of 15 people. So what I know is they played another show, but it might just be 15 people like are here tonight. Yeah. Or you don't just, get to be like, oh my so gosh, they rocked like 3,000 people's faces off. I don't know what's wrong with Nashville not showing up. 
It's a different context, yeah. Exactly. So Jacob Cade is, if you just look at footage of Jacob Cade on stage, it is exciting to watch. He jumps off of amplifiers. There's an iconic mm-hmm. picture of him where he jumped off the top of his freaking Marshall stack mm-hmm. and tucked up his legs like Pete Townsend. Mm-hmm. But he's so high off the stage. I mean, God bless him. He's at the time he was shot out of a cannon. Yeah, like yeah. it looks, yeah. People are like, how did he get that high? Was there a trampling? People are asked, like, it just, you look at it and in one second, you're, it opens up a loop and you're like, wait a second, what? Yeah. How did he do that? And it's fascinating to see him. He's behind the neck with the guitar, he's running around the stage. He's very, very energetic to watch. Super exciting to watch just by itself. Mm. A thousand times more powerful if you pan a little to the left and get him doing all that in front of a sea of faces staring up at him with their jaws open. Yeah, that's it. So we'll help you. And we did the same thing for the Mickey's Mickey's didn't have footage like that. We did other stuff for them that we were able to put together to promote this festival show that they had and was a success for them. And they had, I meant to look at the views on the cover song that they did, but I mean, I think they had like over 10,000 views or something on that. Mm -hmm. These are people that are now it, by the way, potential customers for them because it was regional. These are people that can pay and go see them. Mm-hmm. and just spending money just where it matters to them most. Like who cares if they got a big audience over in Germany, they can't afford to get over there right now. All right. Yeah. Right. That's, that's next year. But right now, like I just want to make sure when we play, we're getting top dollar at the club. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. That was what they came to me with. Mm-hmm. And so let's, let's focus. Instead of spending money on radio where a bunch of people in a bunch of different markets that you're never going to get to are going to hear it, maybe not hear it, and you have no idea whether they did or they didn't or if it was even spun. We're just trusting that the radio is reporting correctly. Then what else are you going to do? Like, here's something that's actually tangible, right? And so we know who saw it. We can retarget them again and again and again and go out and put a new ad in front of those same eyeballs that saw the old ad, and we know now it's not, it's not, it doesn't even feel spammy. It's like, oh, they know who we are. Yeah. They all like us. We know they like us because they've seen, they've consumed a lot of our content because we know. Does that make sense, guys? That's the different business model that's out there. There are, I mean, I had a talk with our PR guy's wife who happened to be in town and I was showing her around Nashville. She'd never been to Nashville. It was her and her friend. And, and we're out just having a big time and I was explaining what we do. And she's like, oh my God, Johnny, you need to be on the payroll of every promoter on the planet. Yeah. 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 Because I, and there's the opportunity, guys. So use us, exploit us for that. Just email us at info at daredevilproduction.com, put digital marketing package in the subject line, and we can talk about it. There's the price. It's, it's easy peasy. You're gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a thousand bucks and my team's going to craft up an ad for you on stuff that you already have. Okay. We're not going to mm-hmm. go shoot new things. It's not a video shoot or whatever. Like you're going to have to handle it. Post production wise, I'm going to put what you've got together. Mm-hmm. and make something as compelling as we can possibly make it. And then we're going to target an audience, what, whatever you want. If you're on a tour, we can help you put more butts and seats for the headliner. If you're playing a local show, we can help you put more butts and seats for yourself. If you're trying to get a new single or a new EP release out there, we, more people are going to hear this if we do this this way than if you just put it up on Spotify and pray. Right. Which is everybody else's plan. <laughs> right yeah right i hope it gets on the right playlist right, yeah. <laughs> and, and by the way that you direct stuff to spotify that goes to your spotify account that's far more powerful and far more and worth more to the industry than a playlist play if you got um, i straight up know artists with eight million streams on spotify mm. that's a lot right that's your envy yeah. they can't sell out my office <laughs> yeah can't do it mm-hmm. nobody knows who they are but it's on that playlist yeah 
So th- there it is, guys. Once again, take you know, take 30 seconds and, and leave a five-star rating review. Subscribe to the podcast. Join the Climb community. Share this. If you think this would help somebody, if you're friends with somebody who's in a position to take advantage of this offer, share with them. Let them know. We can really help them out and do some amazing stuff with them. If you're not at that level yet, I'm gonna, I got something free to offer you, and that's the 21 biggest reasons you don't have more fans. These are the common mistakes that indie artists are making, and the solution to fix each one of those mistakes, it's a free download. Just go to giftfromjohnny.com and tell me where to send it. Johnny spelled J-O-H-N-N-Y, J-O-H-N-N-Y, giftfromjohnny.com. Tell me where to send it. You'll get that download. Maybe we can be friends, right? There you go. <laughs> this podcast exists because we want you to win, so keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.